From the international headquarters of the Sword of the Lord Publishers and Ministries here in downtown Murfreesboro, Tennessee, in the southern suburbs of Nashville, we are excited today to bring you our broadcast entitled Making a Difference, and I'm Dr. Shelton Smith. We're thankful that you've joined us today, and I trust that you'll join our growing family of friends who are here with us every day that they possibly can be as we open up the Bible and just deal with the things that God's given us in His Word. And today we're going to be looking at Psalm 27. The Psalms are among some of the really, really wonderful, wonderful passages that have blessed my life so many, many times. And uh, Psalm 27 is one of those that I especially am grateful for. And uh, we're going to take a day or two here with it and just see what we can glean from it. Sometimes when people think about the Psalms, they think it's just something devotional and they treat it like that and they're blessed by it. But the fact of the matter is, There's a lot of teaching material in the Psalms, God's eternal truths, just absolutely laid in there so we can get hold of them. And of course, it's done in such grand style, and we're thankful for it. And Psalm 27, I think, will be a help to us. And I want you to read with me now Psalm 27, and we'll look at verses 1, 2, 3, and 4. Verse 1 says, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? And then verses 2 and 3 kind of come together, and they talk about the adversaries, the enemies, the hostilities that come. And it says, When the wicked, even my enemies and my foes, came upon me to eat up my flesh, they stumbled and fell. Though an host should encamp against me, my heart shall not fear. Though war shall rise up against me, in this will I be confident. One thing... Have I desired of the Lord that I will seek after, that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Now, I want you to think with me about the times in which we live. Verses 2 and 3 address the times when things go sour, when things are not well. And sometimes when things get awry, the folks even who've been walking with the Lord get sidetracked, they get hurt, they decide to back away, they quit being who they ought to be, as they ought to be, and this passage lays it out so very clear and gives the proper focus to things, helps us to set the needed priority so that we do stay on track. That's why he said, one thing if I desire to the Lord that I will seek after, he said, I'm going to pursue this. It's not a matter of letting the enemies drive me away from this. No, he says, I'm going to pursue this no matter what, and I'm confident in doing it. And he said, I'm going to dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life. I'm going to keep my eyes on the Lord, beholding the beauty of the Lord, and I'm going to inquire in his temple. That is, I'm going to go to the place where the services of the Lord are being conducted, where the answers that God has will be given to my questions, and he said, I'm going to go there and get the help that I need. Now, folks, I've noticed through the years that uh, sometimes, just ever once in a while, somebody who's living out in the world, somebody who has refused to come to Christ, and uh, they have something tragic happen in their life, and only once in a great while does that have an impact on a person to the point where that they will respond right 
and where they will come to Christ. And because of the tragic thing, because of the circumstance, they yield themselves to the Savior. In fact, a lot of times I hear Christian people saying things are getting so bad. I don't see why in the world that people out in the world don't see it and why they don't come to Christ. Well, the honest truth is most people, even in spite of whatever hurtful circumstances they're in, those circumstances do not get them to the Savior. It does not get them in the will of God. Once in a while, but it's just once ever so often that that happens. In most cases, I mean, you can go through world wars. We can go through all kinds of conflict like Vietnam. We can have incidents like the 911 uh, of 20-some uh, years ago. Uh, we can have riots. We can have pandemics. And still people do not respond. Oftentimes, when people are out in the world and those kind of things happen, they go the other way, they get bitter, they sour, they get even deeper into the sin where they are instead of coming to the Lord. So you say, well, what does work? Well, this verse gives a hint as to what really works. What I'm telling you is the Word of God is needed. The Bible says the Word of God is quick and powerful and sharper than any two-edged sword. That's Hebrews chapter 4 and verse 12. And you remember in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 21, the Bible says it pleased God by the foolishness of preaching to save them that believe. So what's preaching about? Well, it's declaring the Word of God. You may remember also the Bible tells us that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So what we're looking at here is we need to get people to hear the Word of God. We need to get them to see the Word of God. That's why we do everything we can to get people to the house of God. That's why I get at this microphone every day and talk about the things of the Lord and uh, air it here on this station and on dozens of other stations around the country because we're trying to get the message out that God has given to us. And when we give that message as it ought to be given, uh, it has an impact, and it's an impact that is far greater than circumstances, far greater than the hurts and the heartaches. People get into their hurts, and many times it just sinks them deeper. And so what you and I need to know, we need to know the solution. We need to know the answer. We need to know how to get out of the pit into which we have fallen. And uh, folks, let me, let me just pause here for a moment to say, life is short, eternity is long. And uh, we need to use the short time of life to get ready for the long time of eternity. I mean, the Bible lays that case out everywhere and tells us that there will be a meeting time with God. Uh, Amos 4.12, the Old Testament prophet said, prepare to meet thy God. Uh, Isaiah uh, made very clear the point in chapter 55 when he said, seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. I'm telling you, folks, this is the time while you're living, while you're breathing, you need to make preparation for the long time that's coming. Eternity is coming. One way or the other, you're going to be alive in eternity. Your body will die. You'll be buried somewhere. But at the same time, your real self, the person you are, the soul that you have, will live on either in heaven or in hell and uh, we simply need to make ready for that. So yes, life is short, eternity is long. Here's another point for you to ponder. Hell is hot, heaven is sweet. I'm telling you, heaven is a blissful place. It is a wonderful place. It is a place where we'll have a 
time to live in the presence of the Lord and with others who have responded to the Lord. If you die and go to hell, you're going to be there with a a crowd of people that I guarantee you, many of whom you don't want to associate with here in this life. But if you go there for all of eternity, you're going to have all of the miserable people. I mean, people, murderers, rapists, I mean, every kind of an ungodly thing that you can imagine, it's going to be there and the misery upon every single person there. Luke chapter 16 lays it out very clear. It's very, very intense. So yes, life is sweet. Eternity is long. Hell is hot. Heaven is sweet. And here's another thing you need to get hold of. Salvation is real. What the Lord offers when he offers us salvation, that's very real. And at the same time, the sanctified Christian life, I'm talking about living a good, godly, clean Christian life, that's also very real. And even here now, in our life, we can come to Christ, we can have the real salvation, and you and I can live a real, I mean a genuine Christian life, even in the midst of all of the things that are going on in our world. Things that are not good, things that uh, really bring hurt and heartache to so many, many people, but you and I can have this walk with the Lord that uh, we ought to have. Now, How do we do that? Well, it's not because we're so smart. It's not because we're so intelligent or so prosperous or so this, that, or the other. Verse number one that I read a moment ago from Psalm 27 says, The Lord is my light. He puts light on the equation, and he is also my salvation. So that being the case, the question is asked in the verse, Whom shall I fear? Shall I be afraid of the person who might do me bodily harm? Well, there's a fear about that, of course. We like to take care of ourselves and protect ourselves. But the question he's raising here is, when we have the light of the Lord, we have the salvation of the Lord. I mean, you can't threaten a person like that with hell. I mean, they're not going to hell. If they have the light of the Lord, the salvation of the Lord, that person is going to go to heaven. I told somebody yesterday who had uh, simply asked me how I was doing, and I said, you know, I'm heaven bound with a hammer down. Now, I've used that as a witnessing tool many, many times, and uh, it is just the fact of the matter is that we are on our way because we have a Savior. Not only that, but that first verse says, the Lord is the strength of my life. I know all of us, having the sinful nature that we have, all of us, facing the temptations that come our way from day to day. All of us in this world where all kinds of things are going sideways, going awry, getting out of sorts, where you have people that are maybe disliking you, maybe somebody's betrayed you, maybe somebody is really pushing hard against you to get you to do things that you know you shouldn't do. I mean, all kinds of things can go wrong in this old world, and it is happening so often Every one of us are faced with pressure. I mean, all kinds of intensity. And what we need to remember is we have a source of strength that will sustain us in the midst of every trial, with every burden that comes, with every heartache that we experience. We have the source that only the Lord can provide, and that source is His strength. And when He provides His strength, It really fills up our life so that we can be victorious, so that we can be faithful, so that we can be the person that pleases the Lord and honors the Lord with our life. When you think about your life personally, uh, many of us have family. Most of us have family of some kind. If you're a married person, okay, there's two of you. 
If you have children, then there's more than the two. Uh, if your parents are still alive, they're a part of your family. Uh, if you have uncles and aunts and cousins and so forth, you have a larger extended family. And uh, if those folks, all of them, if they're walking with the Lord, you're really blessed to have that circle, to have that fellowship of people that are going to support you. They're going to stand by you. They're going to be an encouragement rather than a discouragement. But if you have folks in that circle that are not right with God, they're not walking with the Lord, they're not saved, then there may be some challenges even inside your family circle. And uh, those of you that have jobs out in some public sector, you may be working in a restaurant, you may be working in a factory, whatever the case, out in the world, you're going to face all kinds of stress. It may not happen every day, but it's going to come all along the way. And when those things happen, guess what? We're going to need something greater than we are, something better than we are, and that's where the strength of the Lord fills a real need for every single one of us. Now, let me back up to the verse where I started. He said, one thing have I desired of the Lord, and I'm going to go after this. I'm going to seek this. I'm going to pursue this. And he said, that is that I can dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life to behold the beauty of the Lord and to inquire in his temple. Well, Lord willing, I'll get back to that tomorrow, and we'll spend some more time looking at that and the surrounding context here of Psalm 27. And I think we'll find some more things here that'll be a help to us. I really appreciate you being along today and uh, look forward to every day here, five days a week, right here on this station. I do hope that you'll write me a note, let me know that you're there and that you're hearing the broadcast. Write to me, Dr. Shelton Smith, at P.O. Box 1099, Murfreesboro, Tennessee, 37133. The email address is radio at swordofthelord.com. Well, until tomorrow, God bless you. Have a good rest of the day, and goodbye for now. Oh,